0: What's up, guys? Rick here. BMW Championship live chat. Giddy up. Let's go. Questions, answers, whatever you'd like. We can talk about pivots, ownership, one and done, bets. I just watched the last episode of Better Call Saul last night. I guess we could talk about that. That could risk some spoilers. Headed out to the event. uh, Well, we'll be there tomorrow. uh, Taking the red eye. (laughs) Crazy stuff. But we'll be out there. Anyway, let's rock and roll. Uh, Waylon. Effin Jennings starts us off. Hey, Rick, won't be able to listen live. Oh, oh, wow. This question's from three hours ago. With so much ownership to the top 25 most expensive golfers is leaving money on the table, our biggest tool this week. Great stuff as always. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, I'd argue leaving money on the table is the most underutilized strategy of fantasy golf, right? I mean, every single week I go and post the optimal lineup. And then someone will reply, Oh, why do I care about making the optimal lineup? I want to make the winning lineup. And it's like, my brain explodes. The optimal lineup would win everything. That's the idea. You want to be trying to make optimal lineups, not winning lineups. Don't do what everyone else is doing to get to winning lineups. Do what you can to get to optimal lineups. Um, And especially in this field where you could argue there are no scrubs, right? I mean, at least everyone played their way into this event some form or fashion. So when you get down to the mid price guys, uh, like they're all pretty good. Uh, this is my website, rickrungood.com. Everything you see comes from my website. This is the ownership that, that Wayland's referring to pretty even. You get a couple of guys at the top that are going to be pretty popular. Rom, uh, John Rom, jeez, John Rom, Roy McIlroy, Justin Thomas, and then it's pretty even throughout. You don't get a huge discount on ownership till maybe you get down to Victor or Jordan Spieth, maybe Shane Lowry. So that's what Wayland is uh, referring to here. Al asks, "Hey Rick, could you calculate who in the field is best at no cut events?" I I could absolutely have the website calculate that. So go to the Holy Grail, go to strokes gained by tournament. How far back do you want to go? Like last four years? Um, more filters. And check, is it a cut event? Click no, and then sort by strokes gain total. Mito Pereira, only one, only one event, uh, 1.82. Rory McElroy, Justin Thomas, John Rahm, Xander Shoffley. So these are not huge surprises, right? right? These guys are good, whether there's a cut or not. I think maybe when you start to see a little bit of interest or intrigue, maybe Terrell Hatton at 8,200. 64 rounds 1.04 strokes gained per round Hideki Matsuyama 1.02 97 rounds Sebastian Muñoz Russell Henley Henley doesn't have a ton of rounds only 20 of them but uh yeah like that that to me shows that those guys are like better in no cut events than not like Justin Thomas and Rory McIlroy are going to be good in all situations Dustin S. Hey, Rick, uh, Trey Molinax is getting a lot of steam this week. Can you do a deep dive? Is he getting a lot of steam? I imagine it's because he hits it far and this golf course is not particularly uh, difficult if you can just drive it far. So let's look at his splits or his stats here for a second. Um, The good, the bad and the ugly. Oh, you know what? I added their name. See, you know what? I just, I added his name right here so that it would uh, show up if I scrolled all the way down, but I did not realize that was going to show up on the other pages too. I'll fix that. Okay. So let's see. Very long off the tee. Good sign. Uh, three putt avoidance. It's it's fine. 45th on tour, which means in this field, it's probably a lot better than that. Um, Approach plays kind of all over the place. I don't love that. Bentgrass grass is his best putting surface. And he's obviously coming off of uh, not only one good finish, but he won a couple of weeks ago and he's been relatively good throughout. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I think, um, you know, we could have gone to a lot of places where Trey Molinax would not have been all that exciting for this week, but I get it here. He drives it far. He's been putting it. Okay. He's been playing great and he's not going to three putt his way to death. Hopefully that's kind of the idea. So I get it. Hank Hill just says, have a great week or not. The choice is yours. That's actually accurate, Hank. Thank you. Also, he says, can you tease and update your planning on adding to the site next season? Boy, um, sure. I've got a lot of plans. So I think three-pronged approach. One, always more data, right? I think you guys have seen that... um, there's now like European tour strokes gain breakdowns for the events that are available. So you can see who's playing well on approach and in, st- in those events. There's Cord Ferry data, there is um senior tour data, there's live data, there like there's just gonna be more data, which we're getting to a situation where you know it's not just the PGA tour, which is kind of also why I changed added this thing to the cheat sheet here where you can look at the global results it's not just a PGA tour anymore. Golf is not just played in America, right? So having a complete picture of how these guys are playing across the globe, across tours is critically important. So I think that's part one. Uh, part two is going to be a more cohesive approach to the website. So there is a, I know I've been talking about this for a while, but there is a massive custom model update coming and you've already seen a lot of custom model updates in the last couple of weeks. Um, a massive one coming, and then to make that more cohesive in the site. So if you click a golfer on the cheat sheet, it takes you to his profile, et cetera, et cetera. The other thing would be um, what you'll notice is is my schedule is probably going to change, which is going to allow me to focus much more on doing all of this stuff, right? So I am freeing up time trying to do, um, I don't want to say less stuff, but like more targeted stuff with my time to be able to continue to bring this stuff out there. Okay. Sorry. I could talk about that for a while. Um, Brendan says, uh, Rick, hope you're doing well. I'm curious to see if you prefer uh, Lucas Herbert or Wyndham Clark in a single entry. So uh, off the top of my head, it, it is almost certainly Wyndham Clark, but let's do a deep dive into Lucas Herbert. Cause I did see a couple of questions about him and I imagine people are looking for like a really low priced option. So here's what we've got for Lucas Herbert. Um, boy, it's not, super fun. So, and this is why, this is why the, um, the European tour strokes gain stuff is important here. Cause you can see that he gained off the tee at the Irish open uh, was a neutral on approach around the green was just insane. Th- this is not a particularly strong stat profile. Uh, I like to see that he puts well, or at least better than tour average. I like to see that he's okay off the tee. Let's see how long he is. And he puts he puts well on Ben. He puts well on a lot of different services. Um, he hits it further than I expected. Actually, driving distance fifty third on tour, which means he's a lot better than that in this field. I'm, this is like a six out of ten profile for me, right? If if um if if five is average, ten I'm super excited. One I don't want anything to do with it. It's like a six, five and a half, six out of ten. I think I much prefer Wyndham Clark, who's um, playing better, hits it further, puts it better. Like I think I would prefer all that. Looking to solidify first place in my DK league with a balanced, safer lineup. Um, I don't, I don't really do lineup stuff. If that, if that lineup work looks good for you, it, it works for me. I'm not going to spend your money. Um, still in first of a 75 man, $23,000 pool OWGR format with a two million dollar lead. Who's your least favorite player out of Zalatoris, Fitzpatrick, Finau, Tom Kim, M? Sung J M, JT Poston, Cameron Davis, or Davis Riley. I don't know. Boy, I mean that's absolutely stacked. Um, how could I how could I choose how could I choose one of those guys to not be my favorite? I like JT Poston, but I, I think out of those guys, it's him. But I really like all of those guys. Do you think the ownership projections on Willie Z or and Sung J seem low? Let's check. So I have Zalatoris at fourteen point eight percent, which is in line with the other guys in the top end of the nines, and Sung at fifteen, which is, um, you know, the highest of the guys below Morikawa, basically. So yeah, that that feels about right. I mean, there's just so many names, right? I mean, you can't you can't have nobody wants to play, nobody wants to go back to Zalatoris after a win. Um, I, I guess the argument would be, and again, I. Patted myself on the back for this last week before he even won. Like I think we've done a pretty good job at identifying good and bad courses for Will Zalatoris. So this week, is it a good or a bad course? I think it's not as good as last week was. Right? I mean, his strength, although he was spraying it, uh, spraying the driver on on Sunday, would be like to hit a bunch of long irons in and have kind of more narrow landing areas. Um, I do think the rough here, a bit more predictable, might help him if he's going to spray it like he did on Sunday. And if it turns into like a a putting contest, I think he'll he'll handle himself. So again, that's like a 7 out of 10. Um, I'm I'm fine with that. Hello, Rick. Hello, Scott. In betting outright winners, what are the longest odds you're willing to look at? There are some guys with win equity around 50 to 60 to 1. Or is this an event where a top stud usually takes it? Yeah. So, so usually that uh, a top stud usually takes it. I, uh, the consensus line. So, if you look at the consensus lines, I'm living like that 50 to 55 range, like where Terrell Hatton is. Um, I also did bet, and there's going to be a question about my betting card in a second. So, we'll get to it. I, I don't necessarily love my betting card this week. Um, I bet it early on Monday. I, I kind of, think I would have gone a different direction uh I did end up betting Terrell Hatton I ended up betting Cam Davis I ended up betting Taylor Pendrith although I probably got a lot better numbers than the consensus numbers are because I betted at circa and they're always longer than that so I, I think I got pretty decent numbers I'll check in a second um but I I I don't think I would have done that so we'll, we'll get to that in a second but yeah I would draw the line right now at like Terrell Hatton Hey, Rick, I normally do 17 to 22 guys uh, for my 20 max and 70% ownership. Do I need to change that this week with a smaller field? No, I think that's okay. How do you feel about going back to Willie Z? Yep. I think that's fine. Is this a stars and scrubs kind of week? So, um, it's a good question. I, I think that just by the nature of this event, not being as scrubby, that would lead us to a stars and scrubs approach. Now there's only four guys remaining in the $10,000 range. So can you get two of them? Could you go Rory Rahm? Could you go Rahm Zalatoris? I'm probably okay with not being on Justin Thomas at 28% ownership. I've been cooler on him than probably most this week. And if he goes out and wins at 28% ownership, tip of the cap, like all good. No problem with it. I'm probably happy to go in a different direction. So, all things considered, I would probably prefer um, a little bit of stars and scrubs and go down and get access to those guys in the 6K, right? I mean, what's wrong with going back to Scott Stallings? What's wrong with Taylor Moore at 6,400? Andrew Putnam's been playing well. He's 6,200. What's wrong with, I mean, even Kurt Kittyyama you could convince me on. We already talked about Trey Molinax. These are guys that offer a lot. I mean, we talked, we looked at the no cut stuff from Sebastian Munoz. He's very cheap. I think you could build a pretty good stars and scrubs approach. Um, Zach, here's that question I was alluding to as to what my betting card is. And again, I don't think I love this. Um, Let me log in real quick, but I started with Cameron Young, um, who I got at 28 to one. I then went to uh, Victor Hovland, who I got at, uh, let's see, 30, I think 35, 31. Terrell Hatton, Cam Davis. And Taylor Pendrith, that's it. I don't know if I would have done that again. I think if I would to do it today and I could have gotten the odds that I got on Monday, I probably would have gone Rom, Victor, Hatton, and then probably one more in like the 40-ish range. Um, that would have made me feel better. I don't know. I love Cam Davis. I love Taylor Pendrith this week. I don't know if they're actually going to win. And maybe I could get a hedge spot. I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't necessarily love the way I built that, which is kind of rare. I usually don't regret it on Wednesday. Matt says, hey, Rick, I'm fifth in my one and done. And I would like to stay there. <laughs> I have Matsuyama, Homa, Hatton, and Wise, and Tagala. Who would you run out there to maintain? Okay, I think objectively, uh, there's a lot of risk with Hideki. So I think we have to rule him out. I think that as much as I love and Wise, and Tagala, they are not the class of player that Homa and Hatton are. Um, and they will probably need like their a minus stuff to be better than Homa or Hatton's B plus stuff. So that leaves us with Homa and Hatton. Um, Homa, I think is generally much more well-rounded and, um, you'd, you'd be better off playing him, although he hasn't been all that good recently. So I would probably go with Terrell Hatton here. I think you're going to get a golfer who, um, is not only playing well right now. So I'll pull up his stat profile. As I talk about this, not only playing very well right now, but you can see he's getting better on approach. The putter has been there. Um, he is, I believe one of the best. Yeah. I mean, he's very good in avoiding the three putt. The the one thing that he does, the, that he's the worst at is, is hitting the fairway. Well, these are wide fairways. So he's going to hit more of those. And then also when you get into the rough, yeah, it's going to be thick, but it's a lot more predictable. So I, I think that, um, and then we saw, we also saw that he's very good in no, in uh, no cut events. I, I would say Hatton's your play here. I would not be super upset. If you wanted to play Homa either with Finau and Xander going back to back recently, do you think it'll affect Zalatour's ownership? I, I do not believe so. I've got him at like 14, 15%. There's just, again, there's just so many guys. Um, there's just so many guys thoughts on Poston? Yeah, I'm quite high on Poston. So you can go and look at this a lot of different directions. Um, he is not only playing well, right. Runner up win, miscut, 11th, 21st, 20th, and this cut was at the Open Championship. Pretty sure I'd give him a pass on that. He's a very good putter. Um, the tee to green play has been much better as of late. You look at his putting surfaces, his best surfaces bent. You look at um, some of the other stats here. He is not as short off the tee as I originally like thought he was, right? So if you go and look at this, so what do I have up here? Last 24 rounds. I could even go back further than this. JT Poston is... Losing less than two yards uh, per round off the tee, so he's like an average driver in terms of distance, and he hits enough fairways. Yeah, I like I like JT posting quite a bit. Welcome to the blocked by P Reed Club. Yeah, finally got me this morning. Finally sniped me. I didn't think I said anything all that bad. I just told a true story that he was going to come on the first cut podcast, and um, he didn't he canceled we had, it was actually, I looked, I looked at the emails. It was actually the Tuesday after the, the, um, farmers and it was actually, uh, they did not cancel via email, which I remembered. We actually went into the zoom. They never showed. And then we got an email that said, Oh, saw that there was a notification in the zoom, we're going to have to move this. And I was like, no kidding. Yeah. We waited there for like 15 minutes or whatever. So, um, yeah, that's what happened. Over the past three days, this is a pretty good question, Clark. Have you gotten more of a sense of how this course is going to play and what will be important here? Yeah, I think um, a little bit. I actually thought we did a pretty good job of this earlier in the week because we had some really good, like you know, we had some members out there give us an idea. There was some quotes from Rory from a practice round and stuff like that. Um, I, I just think that there's there's very little personality in this golf course, right? So you the the transcript from Patrick Cantlay, I think really aligns with with some of the thoughts that we had leading into the week which is go out there hit driver as far as you can find it and um just control the speeds on the greens right they're going to run at 12 and a half on the stem they're 8100 square feet they're large they are going to be fast they're undulating so um bomb and gouge and have good speed control with the putter that that seems to be the recipe for success around wilmington country club and it's probably going to be pretty low scoring Hmm. There's a couple of weird ones there. Okay. Um, I already did the no cut stuff. So I'll skip that. Hi, Rick. Uh, great job per usual. Who would you, who would be your top two under 6,900 for this week? Okay. Top two. I'll narrow it down here. Um, and let's just sort by a couple of items here. Let's just get these guys out of the way. Under 69 or can I use 69? I guess it's probably not going to matter. I think that, uh, so the short list is likely Grillo, Wyndham Clark, and Taylor Moore. That's probably the short list. I would probably say uh, Grillo and Taylor Moore are my two favorite. Uh, honorable mentions to Munoz. Honorable mention to Kurt Kiyama. Honorable mention to – that's probably it. Scott Stallings. Scott Stallings – well, he's not going to be as unpopular as I was hoping. Okay. Thanks for hosting the one and done. Run and done. Yeah, you know what? I got to decide. Let me know. Don't put it in the chat. Don't clog up the chat, but, like, tweet me. If I created a run and done – if I created two run and duns, one that started at the Fortinet, the first event of the season – and then one that started in January where most of them start, would you play one, the other, or both? I don't want to run one in in this in the fall if like 12 people are going to be in it. But if we get a couple hundred, it's like worth the time to go set up the league safe and all that stuff. So don't put it in the chat. Like tweet me. That'd be great. Thank you. Best last man in in terms of upside. Wow. Okay. So the Lucas Herbert upside is... Doesn't always seem to be there. We we kind of alluded to that and we, we showed that a little bit earlier um, without him going out and gaining like seven strokes around the green or something outrageous like that. So let's dive into the Cameron Tringali upside. Mm. It's not as narrow of a path. I don't think it's super likely, right? What he needs to do is he needs to gain multiple strokes with the putter, which is what he did the Scottish Open in route to T6. It's what he did at the U.S. Open in route to a 14th place finish. Uh, it's what he did at RBC Heritage in route to a T12. The rest of his game is fairly consistent. Look at the ball striking numbers. I mean, that, that's actually very, very consistent, right? Everything is within you know, a shot or two of zero almost every single week. Um, but the putter is the is the big thing. So I would say it, it's not super likely, considering that he's lost 12 strokes putting in his last three starts, that he goes out and gains three or four. This week, But I think that is a much more reasonable path to him having upside, which I believe is what that what that question is. So good luck with that. Hey, Rick, if you can manifest a Neiman win for me this week, <laughs> you can take all my subscription money. Um, I wish I could. I mean, he played well last week. I thought, the, you know, the rain, the rain that they got early in the week really kind of put a damper on. Uh, what I thought was going to be a really good week. Although his ball striking numbers were phenomenal. I bet you, let's look at what he was on the weekend. Did he have a good weekend? Because that's when that's when things started to dry out. That's when things started to get firm and fast, which is what we wanted all week long. Let's see. He was, yeah, pretty good. Fourth best score on the weekend. He gained almost five shots to the field. That's what we wanted all week long, right? That's what we wanted. Give him 5.8 for the first two rounds too. That would be 11 something, right? He would have gotten into the playoff maybe. That's what we wanted all week. I don't know if we're going to get that. There's there's some rain. Uh, I, I just love the firm fest idea for, for Joaquin. Charlie's working on a playoffs strokes gain narrative. Playoffs. Can you deep dive Billy Horschel? Who am I to tell Charlie no about his strokes game playoff narrative? It's fine, right? I think that he is not doing anything that I'd be concerned about, but he's not doing anything that I'd be super excited about. The five strokes that he gained on approach at the Memorial, he has not sniffed that since. His best week was the Open Championship where he gained one and a quarter. Um, he's driving it. Okay. I'm happy with that. He's putting it fine. I mean, this is, this is a, um, it's like a B minus stat profile. You're kind of just hoping for him to catch You're you're hoping to catch the ceiling approach week or the ceiling putting week, which is possible. Is it likely? Maybe not. This is, it's, it's good. Not great. Thoughts on Fitzpatrick? Yeah, I'll, I'll spare you guys the rant. I did like a rant on Fitzpatrick in the DFS preview. I love him. I think he's underappreciated. I think you mentioned it here. The well-rounded nature of his game is phenomenal. Um, I, I meant to look this up, like how many times he's gained in all four strokes gain categories this year. I bet you it's the most of anybody. It's it's just, it's just shocking. Can a tour player play DFS? Can he draft himself? I'm going to go with... Um, I don't think so. Um even if it is legal in the state that they reside in or are playing in, I don't think so. Um there are bylaws for the tour that probably include gambling on yourself and they probably lump fantasy into that even though they are an official partner. Um the other thing cuz I because like like the C- like, C- like if you work for CBS, like they don't want you to bet on this stuff, right? Independent contractor. Um, so they, you know, there, there's, there's, if you work for a network, they don't want you doing that. I'm imagining that is going to be also in regards to the although the players are independent. I don't know that. I'm gonna say you can't. I'll find out for you though. What do you think about fading young for Neiman? Yeah. So I, I just, I think there are better places to find fades like Justin Thomas. You know, we we talked about what. Joaquin Neiman does well in the way this golf course should probably set up for him. If you talk about what Cam Young does well and the way this golf course should set up for him, it's it's jarring, right? Like Cam Young at Wilmington Country Club is almost, outside of the fact that he hasn't putted well on bent, which is crazy because he's such a great putter, there's no knock. I mean, bomb it long, go find it. Gain nine strokes ball striking, which he's done four out of his last eight, which is nuts, and put to your average. That's the path to the top of the board for Cam Young. It's very, very simple. The Neiman path feels a bit more complicated. So I would prefer to find a fade in Justin Thomas. Um, I would prefer to find a fade in, let's see. Justin Thomas would be the big one, right? Um, like I, I wouldn't mind finding a fade. Like if you were, if you were, instead of going, instead of going, um, JT Morikawa, if you went Zalatoris Fitzpatrick, like I'd be thrilled. I'd be thrilled with that. Uh, answer a couple of these already. So I'm going to skip them. In the shot link data feed, do you receive the fairway hit for each round? If so, could you add that to the showdown cheat sheet? Uh, Yes, that is in there. Could I add that to the showdown cheat sheet? Probably, maybe. Yeah, Uh, I'll look into it. Oh, this is a super chat from hybrid. I appreciate that. Hey Rick, any life at all, uh, for dead price, Matt Kucher looking to build a $45,000 lineup. I appreciate the effort into getting into a $45,000 lineup. Let's look at Kucher together here. Oh boy. Mm, Boy. Um, I mean, what's our hope? Our hope is that he steps Draka's this thing out of nowhere. That's the hope he's not a good driver of the golf ball and he's I'm sure probably outside of top 130 in distance let's find out he is outside of top 180 in distance I I mean based on this he's gonna have to gain 11 shots in the short game which is probably pretty unlikely it's not particularly bad on Ben he's not particularly great either I I I, you got to find another way to get to 45K, I think. Who do you like for first-round leader? Um. Okay, well, let's just do it this way. Let's just go to the Holy Grail. Let's go to strokes gained by round. Let's go to round one, and let's just find some studs here. Okay, so strokes gained by round. Now, remember, all the guys at the top are going to be always be great. Uh. So, like, well, let's see Patrick Cantlay. Patrick is too consistent. We need guys who can go off and gain five or six strokes, like Rory, who went 6.6, 7.9, 5.7, 5. 5.5 before he lost at the FedEx St. Jude. Rory would be a pretty good one. Let's see. Russell Henley, can he pop? Nope. Too consistent. How about KH Lee? That's not bad. Look at KH Lee's last. KH Lee has gained strokes in round one. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine round ones in a row. With a plus four and a half, a plus 5.7, a plus 6.2, I bet you can get a really good number on a KH Lee first round leader. Actually, that makes me want to look at, um, let me look at something really quick here. That's, That's pretty unheard of to be able to do that. Is KH Lee available on prize picks? That's what I want to know. He's not. Oh, what are they doing to me? Let me get all the KH Lee. Okay, this is interesting, though. They do have Bezaydenhout here. They have Bezaydenhout under 69 and a half, which he was also in here, right? Where's Bezaydenhout? He was here. 68 round ones, gaining 1.2 per round. So if we say that this golf course is going to play... One shot under par, on average. That's seventy. He has to gain a half a shot. Yeah, okay. How about Besaenhoed under? And how about? I mean, Fitz. Well, that we actually moved that Fitzpatrick line by a full stroke, and a Rory's been stuck at sixty-eight. That's three hundred. That feels like a lot, though. Let's get one more. Hold on, we're gonna find one more here. We moved the post in line two. I think. Uh, let's do what's, let's see what sahith does. Whoops. Sorry. Now, now I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in this now. We're, we're in this now. So bear with me for a second. He gains 0.7 strokes to the field and he's gained in four of his last six and seven of his last nine ish. Yeah. Okay. So let's go under for sahith and bazayden 69 and a half 69. I'm in on that. Uh, use the code Rick by the way, if you want to get if you want to go secure that that line, those lines will move. We've been moving them all week. Um, there's a link in the description as well. Good afternoon, Rick. Watch some of your other videos throughout the week. But what metric stats are you leaning on when making your selections? Any new information about the court? Course, no. Um, I, I think uh, distance. I think that um, strokes and approach would be one and two, and then. Putting putting on bent, putting in general, I think is gonna be important. Three putt avoidance, I think is gonna be pretty important. Uh those would be like the the handful of things that I'd go for. Good afternoon, Rick. With everyone obviously earning this start, I find myself able to justify almost every well, yeah. Okay, sorry, we answered that, Daniel. But the good news is you already got that answer. Answer that, answered that, answered that. <laughs> That's funny. Uh Jim says how do you come up with your ownership projections do you ever compare to actuals to see if it's close Jim Uh if so what do you use for actual ownership what uh okay real quick rant on ownership uh cuz this is actually very important so over the last like 5 years I've been using a style of uh projecting ownership that looks at a lot of key indicators what how do users treat golfers in X, Y, and Z situation coming off a cut, coming off a win, uh, playing well, going to a course that they like all that stuff, right? Like there's like 12 or 15 different things and kind of honing that in. Uh, I'm, I'm joking around Jim, but like, obviously I compare that to the actual, right? Like, well, that would be completely useless if I didn't. Um, so there's like an R squared number that you can keep. Nobody will tell you what their R squared number is, which is, Kind of BS, right? The lack of transparency in the industry. Um, but yes, of course it's being compared. The ownership is projected on whatever like the big contest is on DraftKings every every week, right? Like the 150 max. The other thing is, um, starting next season, I'm happy to announce, and I announced this on Twitter a couple of weeks ago, like, I'm not gonna do the ownership projections anymore. I, I got Mike Cavalunas, who's like Probably the best guy in the industry for this. He used to do it or he's still doing it at Fanshare uh, through the tour championship. He's going to come over. He's going to do the ownership projections, up, update them multiple times a day or whatever it takes. Right. It's just, it's, it's almost like a full-time job to do ownership projections. So he's he's going to be managing them moving forward and then hopefully progressing into showdown ownership. So he's he's going to be in charge of that. Very happy to have him coming on board for the Fortinet one and done question, John Rom, cam young, JT all available for two slots, BMW and Eastlake. I'm thinking Rom, then JT. Does it matter if like the starting strokes matter? Because you might want to see what position cam young is in at the end of the week, but that sounds about right. Um, Do you think Keith Mitchell is a good pivot off of what I assume is going to be a popular cam Davis? Yeah. So I have cam Davis coming in at, Share my screen here. I have Cam Davis coming in at, where are you? 7,600, or excuse me, at 15% and Keith Mitchell at 10.5. So I don't think it's all that great of a pivot, right? To get three and a half percent back. But we can talk about Keith Mitchell because I did see there was another comment or two. The good news about Keith, uh, very long off the tee and he's pretty accurate, but like less accurate than he is long. The problem I have he might just get like three putt to death here. He three putts a lot. Um, now he's a very good, very good putter in general, at least has been recently, but he still three putts a lot, which is a little bit worrisome. The approach play is not as strong. So it's like he he checks off two of the boxes out of three, but he doesn't really um I don't think he's like a great pivot. He's like someone I would play in in jock market. Jock like right because I, I don't think the percent the way the way you naturally have to build lineups for fantasy creates a situation where Keith Mitchell's gonna be more popular than we'd probably hope. But in jock market, you don't have to, right? That's just stock market DFS. You buy shares of golfers. So like let's look at his um let's look at his profile here. Because I bet you he's not as popular tonight as he's going to be in fantasy come tomorrow. So last ten starts he's a small winner. Last twenty starts he's a pretty big winner, right? Eleven out of twenty cash markets. This is where you buy, sell, trade shares of golfers. Average IPO five hundred six. Average payout six twenty one. Yeah, that's I'll take that. Um, we haven't. We have a. Let's look at this. So last week Sepstraka was two dollars a share. Paid out twenty bucks a share. So that's going on right now. You can bid on shares of golfers. If you're one of the high bidders, those shares are allocated to you. Use the code RICK. Get a deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. Uh, there's a link in the description. Just trying to see if anything else. Glover went from 256 to 16 bucks. And um, we do a power hour every Wednesday night, 8, 15 p.m. Eastern time. Joe, Idoni, and myself. So we'll take you through the bidding process tonight. And football's coming back. So there's going to be a lot of other action on there as well. <sighs> Mike asked Rick official statement on the closing weeks of your one and done demise. No comment. I'm, I'm sick about it, Mike. I was in first in my own one and done, which I would have just loved to have won. And I was in first with like eight weeks to go. I caught a heater and it was amazing. And I, I, I think I missed like four or five of the next, I think I missed five cuts in a row after that. And I think I'm sitting in 15th right now, which is going to be great. Like 15th out of what? 700. I'm thrilled. Blah, blah, blah. But I'm not, I'm sick about it. And I've never wanted anything more. Um, I will have to go back and do like a deep post-mortem on that. I, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sick about it. Maybe I can finish inside the top 10 this week with a win. I don't know. I don't have anything else to say. Uh, a couple back-to-back questions on Chris Kirk. Can't believe it. Boy. Um, so I don't usually love to see this um, where this is what I refer to as almost as like whack-a-mole, right? Where it's kind of something different every single week. Some weeks he loses two strokes with the uh, on approach, some weeks he loses two strokes around the green, some weeks he loses four strokes with the putter. You see just like kind of these red squares that pop up kind of randomly. That to me is a little bit concerning. Uh I do like that he just drives it really really well and he can get hot with the putter, but I um I don't expect super much out of Chris Kirk this week. Uh to be quite honest with you. Oh, I lost my spot. Um. Oh, here we go. Adam says, hey, Rick, thoughts on Cam Davis written up in Golf Digest as someone you might play? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. yeah, I mean, listen, I agree with all this. I still feel the same way as I did when I wrote that up about Cam Davis. I think it's a great spot for him. I think he is going to be pretty popular. I think if you want to pivot off of him in a in a game where game theory matters, uh, more power to you. are jock market payouts uh the same these two weeks what <laughs> no so uh i don't i don't understand that right? for for this week and next week no so this week is like top 50 and then next week is i don't know what next week is but uh, no they're being adjusted for field size they couldn't they couldn't pay a profit on everybody next week because the field is so much smaller so no the, well it's this week it's top 50 are – above men, right? Which I believe is what you're asking about. Last week in one and done. I'm about $100,000 from the money. Ooh, okay. This is interesting. Down to Kim. I'm assuming that's Tom Kim. Adam Scott, JT Poston, Tagala, Lowry. Who is best to make up 100K? I uh, would probably play Tom Kim. Assuming that's Tom Kim. I've played Tom Kim in a one done That's probably the route that I'd go. Hey, Rick, thanks for everything that you do. How would you rank Fitzpatrick, Hovland, Burns, and Morikawa purely off outright chances? Oof. Morikawa, Hovland, Burns, Fitzpatrick? And it's not a knock against those guys? I mean, like clearly more and burns are like prolific winners. And Victor has got six of his own worldwide in the last two years or whatever it is. And Fitzpatrick uh, is almost is so well-rounded that like like, Fitzpatrick is more likely to finish inside the top 10 than any of these guys. But I think in pure outright odds, uh, it's different. If you are throwing one lotto ticket into the million dollar contest, 150 max, how much are you leaving on the table? Uh, History shows that if you leave, 49, six or less, you're in the bottom, like 2% of people who are, who are creating lineups. Uh, I think if you wanted to get really freaky, like cap it at 49,000 and you're almost certainly going to have a unique lineup. And I think that's the way to play it in like, like you're right. It, it is a lotto ticket, right? So you're either, you either need to get, um, some single digit owned guys in there a lot like six of them or do this or both one and done league availability uh cantley finnell hovland need to come in first and second you just i think you just play cantley here he's got the best odds and he has the lowest league availability uh you just i think you just play cantley it seems victor is starting to heat up uh the iron play but if he can't put it close to the pin should anyone be worried about his lag putting should we be worried about his lag putting? Let's look. Let's look together. So, I agree that he is becoming more consistent in the ball striking categories, which is good to see. Um let's so three putt avoidance he's 148th on tour, but let's look at approach whoops, approach putt performance. I'd be interested in that. Approach putt performance is how much you leave yourself after your first putt he is yeah 165th two and a half feet I guess that would be that would be a concern should it is it enough of a concern I don't know I I tend to think not the rest of the game's pretty strong but that is an accurate astute observation LeBron just signed a two-year 97 million dollar extension between this LeBron news. And the jock market power hour, this is shaping up to be the best day ever. I agree. I did not pay for that. That's not my burner either. That's TJ. Um, LeBron, man, he's going to play till he's like 60, right? Like, God, unbelievable. Any specific corn fairy guys you're cheering for to get their card in the next few weeks? Um, I believe Minwoo's on the, uh, uh, going down to the corn fairy finals. I think that'd be great. Um I think Brent Grant is right outside of it. Uh, I'd have to check to see if KK Limbasu is in the finals, but those would be some guys that are I'm most excited about. Hey, Rick, any news to share about the players only meeting? No, they are tight lipped and they are. uh, uh, There's they're invoking the code, the code, right? The code. Which top end guys do you think are a must in a big entry contest single entry? Um I, I, I personally think John Rom is the guy, but I also think the the higher in the stakes you go, the more likely you're gonna run into Rom chalk, honestly. Um, so if that's if that's the if that's the case, I think lay is really exciting. Um and maybe Finau. We could argue. Like honestly, we haven't spent much time on Tony Finau. He could be He could be again criminally underpriced. He was like ninety five hundred dollars last week. He finished fifth, so he's going win win fifth. He's been phenomenal at this event. He's awesome in no cut events. He's doing everything right. He might be the best player in this field over the last. So he's the he's the best player in this field over the last twenty four. He's the second best player in this field over the last thirty six. He's the second best player in this field over the last forty eight. I mean, forty eight is half a year, and he's the twelfth best player in this field over the last hundred. I mean, it's it's possible he's like by far the most mispriced golfer. Researching all rounds. Versus X number of rounds, why wouldn't all rounds be the best equalizer? Um, if I understand you, Robbie, I mean, the, the, the answer is because guys change, right? Like Justin Rose, if I put a thousand rounds into the power rankings right now, Justin Rose and Jason Day and Ricky Fowler and all these guys are going to come up. They're They're clearly not the golfers they once were so a more recent sample size is more indicative of recent form how is DK gained value calculated very simply it's the same way as strokes gained is calculated whatever the average draft Kings points uh generated for the field is that week if you so let's say it's 48 um, is the average of everybody in the field if you scored a hundred you gained 52 points. If you scored 30, you lost 18 points to the field. That normalizes for uh because like if you just do fantasy points in general, well the average fantasy points at the US Open is very very low because the courses are so hard, and uh, you know making birdies is difficult. But if you go to their Bermuda Championship and score th- and, and go thirty under, like the fantasy points are insane. So it basically does not. It's just a way to normalize for guys that are playing birdie fest versus guys that are playing a lot harder events. Um, some of these questions are hard to answer. You know. It it can't just be like, do you like this person or that person? I've no, I, There's so many other variables of your wrist tolerance, what what you're playing for, what you want them to do. Um, so I generally skip those. Here, uh, bent grass is the question from Planet Warrior. Who are the best bent grass putters? So go to strokes game by And Again, I'm going to use the last four years because, again, I don't want to open up a lot of different stuff. Uh, and we'll just go on bent grass. So bent grass sort by putting. Whoops. I clicked John Rom's name, I think. Uh, well, there's your Lucas Herbert narrative, right? 24 rounds He's the best golfer in the field. Denny McCarthy. No surprise there. Christian Buzaydenhout. So that's Buzaydenhout popping up in no cut events, popping up on bent grass, popping up in like round one. Are, are we like, do we, have we found our first round leader? Is it, is it Buzaydenhout? Is that the key? Uh, Norin, Pendrith, John Rom, Andrew Putnam, Wyndham Clark, all very good on, on bent grass. <laughs> uh Trevor asked the most important question. How's your poker game prep going before your big event? Any surprises you see on projected ownership? Blah blah blah. Um <laughs> I'm not gonna answer the ownership. I'm just gonna ask the poker question. Thanks. So yeah, so I'm playing on stream on the hustler live stream the Monday after the tour championship. So that'll be fun. Uh I I actually have so my buddy sent me like a like a sim website where you can like look at the charts and like sit. Uh I just plan on having fun. Right. I'm just going to have a blast. Uh, I think it's going to be a a ton of fun. I don't have any expectations. Uh, If you want to get, we'll put the link in the description. Maybe Armin already has it in there, but I'll sell up to half my action. I don't care if I sell any of it or not, but I think I thought it would be fun for people if they want to put a couple bucks in, follow along on the live stream, have a small skin in the game. Like there's a, we'll put the link in the description. It's just on Steak Kings. So you just, do it that way um okay yeah armina says it's already in there so if you want if you want to have like a small skin in the game i I don't care if i sell it either way but I, i think it'd be fun so here's the putnam let's do the deep dive on putnam real quick because um I glossed over him and just said he's been playing pretty well, but I kind of want to dive a little bit further into that. We just saw the bent grass putting numbers. I mean, he's a very good putter in general, but we saw the bent grass putting numbers. Um, Look at the recent form though. You know, it's, it's T11, it's T27, it's T5. It's a little reliant on the short game, but that's kind of what he does, which is fine. And he's a better than average ball striker, at least in the last five measured events. I think this is a very, very solid stat profile for a guy who is as, uh, as cheap as he is. And I wish he was a little bit longer off the tee, right? Like that, that's probably going to hurt him this week because of the nature of this event. But, um, the rest of the other, the the rest of the other stuff in the good form is, is kind of hard to, 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 to deny at the moment. How do you decide which lineup for which contest million dollar question? Right. Um, in theory, the higher dollar prizes, lower buy-ins. You should probably be more risky on, right? you you should build build lineups that have lower total total ownership, uh, larger or higher upside. Um, you know, you could be a little bit safer in some of the single entry stuff. If you're playing just like a bunch of like twenty maxes or whatever, I, I've done it ran- I've just done it randomly, right? Which I don't know if that's the best idea or not. I'm open to discussion on that. Maybe a hard one. What was the last Bombers course that most of the pros haven't played on before a tournament? Boy. um, Was, I mean, Caves Valley? How long was Caves Valley? And that was the first time we saw it in the rotation last year, right? I'd have to go back and look. That's a... I need more time to answer that question. Rick, I thought you said you had bet young as well. Yeah, I did. Didn't I say that? Five guys, young Hovland, uh, Hatton, uh, Davis, Cam Davis, Taylor, Pender, five guys. I said that right. Hey, Rick, how do you usually structure your lineups? Let's say 20 lineups. How often do you go back to the same two guys? Fairly often. I keep a very, very tight core. Deep dive on Mito Pereira. I think I can handle that. Um, mostly on brands, right? So if you look at the approach column, Mito's always awesome, and he has always been. He's starting to lose it in the other areas though, right? Um, the driver, not cooperating. That's something that he was really good at in the spring, gaining two or three strokes off the tee. Now he's lost in four out of five and he's lost multiple strokes or one, you know, one and a half or more in three of, of those five. So that's concerning. Again, around the green, something he was much better at earlier this year, he's lost. Um, the putter's always kind of been a question mark, but we've at least seen him get hot with it not really anymore so that that's one two three strikes you're out for me on mito Pereira. you like that you like that baseball reference is it possible to put pricing by the golfer profile on the site each week nick anything is possible in the words of kevin garnett Uh, I will look into that just like send me an email or something. It's, it's hard. If if I have it in my email, I will address it. Um, which is like, that goes for everything. Like if you DM me on Twitter, like there's a chance I never see it or ever respond to it. So, uh, for stuff like that, email me. Um, When is the last ownership update put into the website? I noticed the ownership moved about 30 minutes ago. Yeah, it was probably a little bit before that, but yes. Um, So so right now, the way that I do it is that uh, if there is enough change to warrant an update, I will update it again, like Wednesday evening. That's probably not that common. I'm interested to see how Mike does it. So the way I think Mike does a lot more updates, like on Wednesdays, like a lot, like maybe multiple times a day. I don't want to like throw him under the bus here if he doesn't, but um, I think he does. He does it a lot more. Is there a better way? Is there a better week to bet live than usual? Um, No, nah, this is pretty good. I mean, any no cut events, pretty good. <laughs> uh, some funny comments out here. Um, all right, I I have answered a lot of these, which is good. A lot of stars and scrubs questions. I think stars and scrubs is like slightly better, right? I don't, I don't. I mean, this is they're all stacked. Answer these questions about Trey Molinax. Um, there's a lot of first round leader questions. Talked about that a lot. Ooh, I get to do the winning score pro- 17 and a half on uh, 17 and a half uh, they're gonna smash that I'm pretty sure did you set that or is a, does that available at a book somewhere I'm I'm pretty sure they're gonna smash that um I, I just think they will right like like when when you when when I look at this course I see a course that's very very difficult for me it's long 71 7,500 yards set par 71 Uh, The rough is four inches thick and they're large, fast greens. That's going to kill me. That's not really that big of a detriment to the guys on tour. They're long. The rough is, it's bluegrass. It's predictable, even though it's thick and they'll figure out the greens. And I think there's been some, some rain. I think it's going to be soft too. Like I think they're going to, I think they're going to shred this place. I think the winning score is going to be 23 under par. I'm, I'm obviously speculating a lot because we've never seen this golf course, but that's the way that I read it. So I'll take the deeper under par side. One and done. I have Scheffler, McIlroy, Cantlay, Rom, Xander, and JT. You have not... Well, okay. So you followed up and said, I'm $300,000 out of first place, which is shocking considering the number of guys that you have left. I was going to say you didn't play this very well, but I guess you did. Probably played it better than me. Um... Only one person can use Xander and Rom. I, you have two weeks left. I mean, you should probably just play Rom this weekend, Xander next week. I guess you could play Rory next. I mean, this is this is this isn't even a question. This is unfortunately Pinto. Like, I don't even have any advice. But you've like the best six golfers in the world for two events. I, I think you could use them in any combination. I would probably play Rom and Xander, or Rom and Rory, or Can't Lay and Rory. I mean, this is this is a this is it's disgustingly rich what you have left. Um, I've a, I've answered these no cut questions as well. Is that where Fowler and Woods were together? The players only meeting? Yes. I feel like a lot of discussion is under sixty six and over seventy six. So who do I prefer in between? Okay, so yeah, you mentioned Poston in there. So you're talking about like uh, this range. I would say Grillo falls into that range, right? I would say Siwoo Kim's at least offered the upside. He's got a new caddy on the bag this week as well. Um, I do think Sahith is interesting. Sahith is interesting. But he's very, very risky and volatile. I do like that. He's not like that. You know, when you get these young inexperienced guys who wear every golf tournament, they go to, it's the first time they're playing it. That levels out this week, which I always, I always find quite exciting. Just got my first cut hoodie. What, what sick? Thanks for the support. That's awesome. Uh, okay. So Andy asks a really fun question. If DraftKings does Rainmaker-type contests for golf, would that be something you'd get into? I'm afraid to answer this question because every time I talk about NFTs, I get like a bunch of spammy DMs. Um, uh, yeah, I'd be way in. I'd be way in. I think, I think, okay, NFTs are whatever. NFTs with utility are great. And one of the most natural... Um, utilizations of an NFT in my world, right? In my world is fantasy contests using NFTs. It creates value for them. Um, you can pull them out of packs. It's fun. Like I, I get the whole thing. I get it. So yes, if there were, and Rainmakers for NFL, um, you know, you open up packs, you buy packs, you get players, then you can use those players in contests. I think you can win money and prizes and all that stuff. I don't know the full structure of like what the payouts and all that are, but For sure, if if there was a uh, ecosystem in place for golf, I'd be very much into that. That that covers almost like investing. It covers NFTs and tech. It covers golf. It covers like that's all my things. That's all my things I like. Right. So yeah, I'd I'd be in on that. Um. In Holy Grail, does bounce back measure by round or tournament? Uh, it's just by a number of attempts, right? Bounce back? Like how often you make a birdie after making a bogey? Um, it's just a percentage of how often you do it out of how many opportunities you had to do it. If I'm understanding that. If I'm understanding that correctly. What are your thoughts on throwing FanDuel salaries and info into the site next season? Probably slim. Uh, so I get this question, not that much. But when I do, I give the same answer. Um the da- it's a lot harder to get FanDuel data. They don't make it very easy to get. I used to have it on the website and nobody used it. And for the most part like the data is still the data, right? Um how many strokes gained they have earned and all that stuff is all the same. There are only a handful of things that are like fantasy point related or salary related that I don't necessarily think are uh like super important to have for both sides. That's just my opinion. If 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 it ever becomes easier to obtain and all that stuff, I'd be happy to add it. With the outright odds sitting at 50 to 1 for Max Homo, why aren't more people taking him or even talking about his game? Uh I just don't think he's been playing that well recently. That would be my guess, right? So let's 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 take a deeper dive. We can look into this. Yeah, I mean, this is this. If you're a Max Homer backer, this is a little bit concerning, isn't it? The guy who was literally one of the best ball strikers on tour at, at points this year has lost strokes on approach in four straight. Um, that's really, really concerning, right? And he's not driving it. Well, he's driving it. Okay, I'll give. He's driving it fine. He's driving it as well as he has been. But that's like a red flag, isn't it? So I, I'm assuming I love Max, and maybe he snaps out of it. But I'm assuming that's the answer to your question of why um why he is not more popular does poston have the length for this tournament he does not not have the length he's like tour average in terms of in terms of driving distance at least he did in the last 36 rounds so I don't think he's I don't think it's detrimentally short but he's not as short as like I thought he would the only reason I'm here is to get Mina's pick and to see if Oliver is adjusting well to his surgery yeah thanks TJ so uh she's such a she's such a little, little trickster. She says her pick is JT. So that could be Thomas. It could be Poston. It could be, are there any other JTs in this field? Uh, no. She said, don't forget. She said, my pick is J T L O L to the bank. Don't forget LOL to the bank. Check in my account. That's an exact for, I don't, I don't under That's exactly what she said. $6400 or less is the, is your play a Chalk Molinax, or do you prefer someone else and who is that? All right, let's look together. 64? 64? Okay. So, here's Molinax. Uh wait. Oh, I'm sorry. He's here, 62. Okay. But we have 64. <sighs> So you could play a Chalky Molinax or a Chalky Taylor Moore, I suppose. Or you could play like a Putnam or a Troy Merritt's not that bad. Um, I would probably play a Chalky Molinax or a Chalky Taylor Moore. If you got me up to 6,500, I might go Munoz for the pivot, Pivot. but... uh... No, I don't think so. All right. Like, let's just do like, we're two minutes over and I got to go to Chipotle. Um, like legit rapid fire. Like f- you've got like 17 seconds to put questions in the chat about anything you want and then we'll get out of here. I'm not in on Keegan. I just, I don't, I think there's better options. JT could also be Ju Hyung Tom. <laughs> That's right. You could do anything. Um, Burns or Hovland for DFS? Hovland. The format, LOL. I don't even know what that means, but I'll just read it. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um. What else is happening? I think we might be done. We might. We might have run out of steam on the, in the chat here. Unless they're all going to come in at once, because sometimes that happens with StreamYard. But I think we might be out of steam. We might be out of steam. Yeah, if I skipped your question, it might not have been that good. <laughs> I don't even remember it, or it might have been like easily Googleable. Cam Young or John Rom, for one and done. You've got to play John Rom, don't you? Why Chipotle? Because it's very consistent. All right, now I feel bad, Brett. How good was it? Oh, you were fixing the FedEx Cup. Ah, here it is. Here we go, Brett. We'll end on this. I hate, I hate, I hate to disappoint in response to your Fox, the FedEx cup. I don't get it already. What about a tweak to the balancing of season points? Then you have a regular season champ, a 75 man, three event, zero cut cumulative score playoff. So you have a regular season champ and then a playoff champ. I don't hate it. Uh, I just think – I just – I don't know. I don't know. It's fine. All right. (laughs) Have a great – listen, I'll be there. If you're going to be there uh, this week at the event, I'll tweet out where I'm at. Come say hello. Uh, Looking forward to it. I'm going just as a fan, so no obligations. Should be an absolute blast. And um, goodbye.